All right, hi, hello. This is Stories with Mr. Stories. Um, and today we talk to Christina Richards. And this episode may or may not sound like an ad for Catalyst Athletics. And we didn't necessarily mean for it to, but it kind of turned out that way. So I guess this episode is brought to you by Catalyst Athletics. I'm not really sorry about that at all. Um, so uh, today we talked about uh, Catalyst, but we also talk about being a plant-based athlete um, and Christina's journey into being a master's athlete um, while still also being an open athlete because she's strong as hell. Um, we talk about parenting uh, on her end. I'm not a parent yet, so I got nothing to say about that. Um, and uh, yeah, just a bunch of fun stuff. It kind of turned into just us chatting. And so if you're into that, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if you're not into that, then I guess you can skip this one or listen anyway, because Christine is awesome. So um, that's all I'm going to say. And um, if you like this sort of thing, uh, maybe consider going to patreon.com slash barbell stories and uh, supporting me there. I'm going to start doing some giveaways soon. Um, I just have to get my stuff together um, and make that happen. So maybe check it out. You get some cool stuff over there. And uh, otherwise, I'm going to hand this off to past me and past Christina. And uh, I really sincerely hope you enjoy. I'm so glad to hear that this is not just a me problem. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not just a you problem. <laughs> Goodness me. Okay. Um, uh, I guess for folks who might not know who you are, um, who, who, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Um, I'm Christina Richards. Uh, I'm a mom. I'm a weightlifter. Uh, I recently got into coaching weightlifting. Um, and I keep, I'm also a wife, uh, but that, that all keeps me very busy. So there's not, not that there's not much more to me than that, but that's the, that's the main thing I have going on. Right. Um, and then are you still working with, uh, uh, folks who are trying to get, I can't remember what exactly, but like get pregnant or. Oh, that... placenta encapsulation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still doing that. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing that also. Um, yeah, that's, I usually don't like, I don't talk about that too much, but it is like one of the, th I've actually been doing it now for, let's see, like seven years, seven and a half, holy crap, seven and a half years. Wow. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically, I just wanted to add that in there because you do a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I you're, do. are you coaching over at, uh, I guess, it, what's the name of the gym? Uh, but where all J Dolls folks train at? Yeah. Is that what you're coaching control. out of? Uh, okay. It's the CrossFit Total Control and J Doll weightlifting is there. And I'm, uh, I'm coaching them. And then I have a few of my own athletes that I'm also coaching. That's super cool. It's so fun. I love it so much. Like, you know that saying where they, they're like, um, if you love what you do, like, you'll never work a day in your life or whatever yeah. that saying. That's, like, so freaking true uh, because I know I'm, like, a tad bit obsessed with weightlifting, but, like, also seeing people, like, proud of themselves and, like, happy and like like reaching their goals it's like it just makes my heart smile not to sound corny or anything but i'm just like ah, 
<laughs> it makes me so excited. <laughs> like, I love it so much. That's so. awesome. I'm so glad you're coaching more because um, I, I guess I didn't know that you were uh, like, because I've seen like just watching your stories and stuff. Um, but over the past few months, like you're starting to show more of the people that you coach and doing really awesome. So I'm glad to hear that that's uh, something you're really enjoying right now. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, I wanted to talk to you today because uh, you've been uh, you've been under Greg for uh, when did he? Well, when did you start being coached by Greg? I guess so. In it was in May, so right before nationals. Okay, yeah. Yeah, May, I believe May. Okay, yeah, and the, you, and you just went out to the Catalyst Compound. This uh, is that last week. Yeah, last week. Okay, um, and so you've only really been like coached in person by Greg for um, like leading up to competition um, at nationals because he wasn't at AO finals. Right. Um, so you've only really had that once, and then having him there for multiple sessions over the course of a week. Um, so I kind of want to talk to you a lot about that, but also um, just kind of what the experience was for you um, at the Catalyst Camp. Um, and I also want to touch on, because uh, Greg gives me shit uh, every time I'm out there for uh, eating vegan things. And so I want to know what it was, because I'm assuming you were the only <laughs> vegan person there, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Actually, so one of so uh, one of my teammates, Michelle, she's doing um, she's not eating meat at the moment. Um, so she was like meatless. So she was my okay. meatless buddy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm the only vegan one that was there this time. Okay, cool. Uh, so I guess let's just start with um, what was your initial reaction uh, going like down the driveway and seeing the expansive mountains and everything around that area. Cause you're from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So like swamp country. Funny because I kept like, as soon as uh, Caitlin and I had the same fight from Denver. Um, so we like walked out and I was just, I like looked at everything as soon as we got out of the plane and I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, it's like a green screen. Like it's like a picture. Like I, I was just, my mind was blown. Like I'm, I haven't done that much traveling in my life. Like just, I haven't been that many places. So when I got out of the plane, I was like, oh my God. And then like the drive to their house, I was just like looking at everything. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. it's just stuff I've never even seen before. Like, except for like in pictures, but it just, it hits different when you see it in person. <laughs> it really does. And if you've never been to an airport that's that small, where you like land on the so you land like on the tarmac or whatever the hell it's called and then right. you like pull up to your gate but you have to walk outside yeah. yes I'm so like, it's, this is so cute <laughs> and like you said it feels like it's not real life like it doesn't feel real like bend in that just region is just insane yeah uh, it's it's just wild because you have like all the evergreens and stuff but it's it's a desert like you're up in the mountains and stuff and it's just kind of desolate but there's all it just it does i don't understand it yeah and it was like it was i kept trying to take like pictures of like of stuff because like i wanted to like show my kids and my husband and it was like 
the pictures were just not doing it justice. Like it was like, I kept trying, and I know it's like, I, it was just with an iPhone or whatever, but I'm like, it looks so much like it, it just didn't do it justice. Like it was so awesome to see like in like the, like the little river, the water where that was. And then like, there was this, the last night we were there, there was this beautiful sunset. And it was like, I kept trying to like take pictures of it and it just, it just didn't, it didn't do it. And then, uh, like, the sunrise every day was just, like, so beautiful. And I'm, like, I, like, I know in Florida we, we have, like, the beach. Like, yeah. And it's not even, like, it's Jackson. I live in Jacksonville, so it's not even, like, a nice beach. <laughs> like, it's just kind of, like, meh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, like, wow, this is just, like, so cool. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Uh Gosh, and and going back to like the trying to take a picture of it, I get pissed at myself every time I'm there because I want to, like, Try to somehow. Capture. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. You can't do it. You can't. No, it's so frustrating. Um, I feel like Greg does a good job. Whenever he posts like his pictures of like the snow or whatever it is, I'm like, wow, that looks so amazing. But mine was like, <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out how to do that next time I go out there. Cause it's so insane. Oh my gosh. But, um, and so uh, being there, um, I guess Ryan was only there for like the Friday and Saturday session. So for most of the sessions, it was just all women and Greg. Um, uh, but what was the, what was the vibe? Uh, what was the vibe like there? Um, kind of what, uh, I guess, what did your days look like? um stuff like that we we had since there were so many people um at this camp we split it into two sessions so most of the time uh i guess when people are there they train twice a day uh and so what we did was we had like the morning session uh at 10 a.m and then the afternoon session at four and they rotated so everybody for the most part got a chance to lift with each other um which was really cool and uh, we also had like technique uh, sessions, so at 9 a.m. and then at 3 in the afternoon. So that would also kind of rotate, which was really nice um, because, you know, Greg kind of gave me uh, like certain uh, technique exercises to work on that I was like, you know, there's always like the main things that you do, but like having little technique primers to really help with like your list, I was. I like really like that. Um, and it was actually the technique sessions were pretty tough. Like it was light, but I, I like specifically remember me being like, <laughs> you know, like huffing and puffing, but like it was really good. Um, and then other than that, we kind of had, we like Amy was really, um, you know, set on like making sure that we had downtime and that we were resting enough so that, you know, we were able to perform and stuff during our, uh, training sessions so that was like really good that she you know made us do that because otherwise we would just be like completely dead by probably, like probably Tuesday yeah <laughs> so that was like really important um and then we had like team dinners that was a lot of fun um and Amy was awesome because I just assume anytime I go anywhere I um I always just assume that I'm like making my own food like I've done it for so long and I would never 
being vegan, I feel like you can't really um, assume that like other people would know what you would eat, you know? So I feel like it's important. That's just something you do yourself because it's like, it's almost like having like an allergy or something like that. Like you wouldn't assume that everybody, you know, knows how or like can cater to you and how you eat. So um, I just assumed that I would make my own stuff, but she actually like made sure that I had like something to eat like every night, which was really awesome because I never expect people to go out of their way to do that, but it was really yeah. nice of her to like think of me, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did you fall in love with the work sandbars? Uh, so I have one. You have one now? And I love it. Yes. So. Okay, okay. where did you pick it up? Because uh, uh, this, we, there, where, this goes back. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember I fell in love with that bar in the training hall. It was Master Pan Ams, right? Yep. I fell in love with that bar and I talked to Mr. Cohen and I ended up like, I, I'm telling you, I like couldn't sleep that night after using that bar. I used the bar in the training hall for people that aren't aware of what happened. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. I was like, I I looked it on a elite. Do you say Alikio or Alico? I don't know. I say Alico or like Alico. I, always, I don't know. what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I've looked it on one of those. I've looked it on like, you know, pretty much every bar, but I was like, this bar is different. Like, I love this bar. And so the next day I texted him and I was like, hey, uh, well, actually I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, hey, um, I used your bar in the training hall and I was just wondering if I could buy it from you. And he let me buy it from him. Uh, and he was actually coming. He had to go through uh, Jacksonville to get back because he's, you know, he's in Savannah, coming from mm-hmm. Orlando. That's where Master Pan Ams were. And we met at a uh, gas station. And <laughs> I have it. So like, uh, I absolutely love those bars. So it was really nice because that's what I normally lift on at home. And it was really nice uh, to be able to like kind of lift on like the same bar, but you know, but they were like newer or like you know. It was cool, yeah. but I love the plates too. Yes. Oh God, those like, those are different. different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear you got that bar because I remember it was like you were struggling <laughs> to I not have that bar. I was like, you guys, this bar is different. It is not the same as any other bar. <laughs> my- I got home and I'm like, babe, you don't understand. Like this bar was so awesome, and he's just like. It's a barbell, Christina. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like get no. over it. It's yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, it's different. It's special. <laughs> I'm like showing them my snatches from the training hall, and I'm like, look, do you see how good my snatches are here? It's because it's not because it was only sixty kilos. It's because of the bar. You know? <laughs> Just forget how much weight's on the bar. Just look at how easy Just my wrist turns. Look like, it. look at that. <laughs> look at that. You can see it. <laughs> That's so incredible. Okay, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I just got really excited for you for having that bar. And you've had it for so long. And I'm just, like, catching up to how excited I am that you got that. Um, I really, like, I, care, I take it with me every single day when I go to the gym. It doesn't stay at the gym. It comes, like, I travel with it oh, in my car. So yeah. every day going to the gym, it's, like, in my passenger side seat. Like, and my kids are in the back. <laughs> 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 That's great. Okay, so for people that don't know, work saying you can't get these bars in America. You can't get the bars, you can't get the plates. 
um they're still they still operate internationally but for whatever reason i think rogue just kind of killed them off um in the u.s so work stand's not a thing you can get in the states so having like it sounds kind of bananas um to be like this cuckoo nuts over a bar but it is warranted and it's not cuckoo nuts it's like that makes a lot of sense right right goodness gracious okay cool um and this was the first time you got to meet like Lena, Nadia, um, some of the international. Oh, and I guess Edda too. Well, no, you met Edda at finals. Right. I met Edda at finals. But yeah, this is my first time getting to meet uh, Lena and Nadia. And that was like really awesome being able to hang out with them. They're great. I mean, like everybody on the team is just so awesome to be around. Like I feel, I feel so lucky to be like on a team with like, we're all like, different it's not like everybody's the same but everybody's just like has a great sense of humor and just like a really good people you know yeah. it's just, it's really nice to be around yeah and there's no like there's no like uh what's the word i'm looking for here um yeah oh. there's no like and it's it's because like even if you know you have like Maddie, he's an Olympian, you know, and then there's like really like these, you know, really top level lifters and we have like national level lifters and it's like everyone is just like there's no like, oh, I'm better than you or like there's there's not any of that, you know, like everybody's just cool, you know, like which is like it's just so awesome. Yeah. And honestly, it feels kind of rare, like the Greg and Avery were able to um like cultivate that uh culture and community and just kind of you know be able to continue to just produce that same sort of feel um and i think it really speaks to how great of people they are um that they um attract and are able to like maintain this really awesome standard of um just good people that they surround themselves with yeah Um, but yeah cool um but uh, okay, so the whole food situation, um, and the reason I want to talk a little bit about this is because a lot of people have asked me about doing uh, the vegan thing while uh, like trying to weightlift, and I don't feel like I'm a good spokesperson for it because I'm still really weak. So I want to talk to you because you're really strong. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, how long have you been uh, plant based? Um, for let's see five and a half or no six six years six years now so i actually uh i actually was vegan before i even like started weightlifting okay Um, yeah so i was actually so when i went vegan i was training for a marathon and so i was just running um which actually like it's still like significant like you still need to like even though like it's not like I'm doing Zumba once a week, you know, I was pretty intense to train for a marathon. Oh yeah. Um, but like, like I switched while I was training for the marathon and like, I noticed a huge difference in my energy and my recovery and everything like right away. Uh, I would say with like within two weeks. And when I first started, I was, uh, juicing like carrot juice, beet juice, celery, like all, like I would make juices like three times a day. 
So I was like getting all of that. And I'm telling you, it's going to sound crazy, but I almost felt like I was like high. Like it was like, I was just in a good mood all the time. And like, everything was just like, like I felt so much better. That's like, so curious. When, well, when I was eating, so initially, like when I was eating meat and stuff, well, I was just eating fish at this time. And uh, I kind of like, I just felt like I was in a fog all the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so I was reading up on the plant-based diet and we had already like stopped eating meat. We were just eating fish and everything. And so we were like, we might as well just like try it out and see how we feel. And then it was like, man, I feel amazing. Like I felt so much better. My recovery was better. I wasn't like, things weren't hurting as bad, um, you know, during the training. And then um, essentially it was just kind of like, it was like the way to go. Uh, I yeah. saw like later on, um, so initially it was for like health reasons. And then later on, I like saw like slaughterhouse videos and stuff like that, that really kind of like. That's so messy like, up. Yeah. And it was like, man, I, I would always think to myself, I'm like, who am I to say that like this animal is food, but like this animal like could be my pet. Like it was just like weird for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, it was like, this is the right thing for me. Like I, I can't, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to like be vegan. So yeah. And then like, um, I started doing working against gravity to kind of help with like my macros and stuff like that and trying to figure out, uh, the best, like how much food I should be eating, you know, for performance and stuff like that. And I feel like I've kind of gotten it down to a T at this point. Yeah. And you work with uh, Taylor Lump, right? Yeah. Yeah, She's great. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I guess uh, looking at like day to day and this is oftentimes like what folks are looking for, like what day to day, like what, uh, what does what you eat kind of look like? Cause, and uh, I guess being vegan, um, I think one of the sort of um, things that people assume is that you eat a lot less or you don't eat as much. And that's the exact opposite of what's going yeah, on there. So I feel like that's a huge mistake that people make when they go vegan is like they still uh, they like they hold back on like carbs and fats and stuff. And it's like, no, no, eat like you can eat, you know, and, and honestly, that's one of the things that I love about being vegan is that like I can eat so much more because I really love to eat. Like that's my thing. Yeah, eating's fun. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> so it's like I didn't have to be like, oh, I shouldn't have this extra bag of kale. Like, no, I'm gonna eat it. Like it was like that was so awesome for me. I'm like, I don't have to like because I really like vegetables and fruit and stuff. So I didn't have to be like, oh, I can only have this small amount of broccoli. Like, no, give me two heads of broccoli. I want both of them, you know? Yeah, right. (laughs) So, and I try to tell people all the time, I'm like, you got to eat, you know? Like, you can't just, like, be like, I'm hungry all the time. It's like, well, have some more vegetables. Like, don't hold back. Yeah, (laughs) for real. And especially when it comes to, like, uh, because a lot of your protein sources will have carbs in them anyway. Um, Yeah. But, like, don't 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 hold back just 
because I, and I think a lot of times like uh, inflammation becomes a thing when people are eating a lot of like animal products and stuff and not saying that um, people should, I'm not saying everyone should be vegan or anything like that. But when you do switch to being vegan, you lose a lot of that um, inflammation and things you start, uh, you stop retaining so much water and things like that. So right. you'll just naturally kind of tank a few pounds. And so um, you and yeah, might you're like eliminating certain things from your diet. So yeah. it's like I was no longer really eating like, like now they have a bunch of uh, like vegan junk food. But a lot of the stuff for me, like if it had milk in it or wh or whatever, like that, that was like, that'll make you hold some weight, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And so people just have, like, a lot of times people will have to increase their macros by quite a lot um, just to maintain the weight they were at, they were at um, uh, just because of losing so much uh, weight because of water retention and just inflammation. Um, right. So yeah, cool. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. So day to day, what uh, what sort of things are you eating? Like, what are so you mainly? So for breakfast, I right now I'm on like an overnight oats kick. Um, so I have there's like a a company that I use sometimes that has like um, they have like cool flavors and stuff like that. Or if I'm traveling and they have 25 grams of protein like per pack, so that's kind of cool. It's like a little one stop shop there. Uh, but when I'm home, I'll make like just regular like oats uh, with like chia seeds and um, agave and like blackberries. That's the my thing for right now. Like I go on these kicks where I'll eat like the same thing for like mm -hmm. weeks until yep. I get sick of it. And then I switch to something else. Uh, but that's my thing for right now. And I put like agave in it and everything. So that's really good. And then uh, for lunch and dinner, I have two uh, main sources of like what would be like my entree i guess so i have these things called soy chunks right oh yeah and it's like a vegetable so they come dry um and they're kind of like hard um and it's soy protein but you soak them in hot water and they soften up and there's like a light version and um a dark version so one would be like a beef substitute and then like a like a chicken substitute or whatever. So, and then you would just, after you soak them in hot water, um, you would just cook them like you would like ground beef or something like that. So you can make like a, any type of bowl with like rice or whatever with it. And I usually uh, saute mine with like peppers and onions. Um, and it's really good. Like it tastes delicious. And then I have, so that has, a huge amount of protein and also like a little bit of carbs not a lot but a little bit yep and then um i'll do tofu which is a good amount of protein and a decent amount of fats like there's fats in in tofu yep so um i usually alternate like i'll do one of the soy chunks for either lunch or dinner and then the other meal i'll do tofu so it's like it kind of just works out and then you can like you can season them differently so it tastes different you know what yeah. i mean like sometimes like my husband will make like curry um curry tofu or curry chunks or whatever so it tastes like curry chicken um or you like you can season it with dark seasoning or whatever you feel like so that's what i normally do for that and then um, I love bagels for snacks. <laughs> bagels are like my jam. What kind of bagels are we talking here? 
the Thomas bagels. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you tried the Dave's Killer Bread bagel? Bag, bag, I, bagels? Bagels. Bagels? I haven't, I haven't tried that one. I've tried Dave's Killer Bread, like the regular bread. Before, yeah. And it was pretty good. Yeah. I My favorite um, bagel. Okay, how mm-hmm. do you pronounce it? I just say bagel, but I'm bagel. also from like, I'm like currently living in the South, so I don't know if that's like a bagel. <laughs> I feel like every time I say it, I get made fun of because I say like bagel, but I feel like that's right. That's how you're supposed to say it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We know what we're talking about. It's fine. We know what we're talking about. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but they have uh, a blueberry and their blueberry bagels are to, they have a quite a bit of protein in them too. I think there's like nine or 10, 10 grams Ooh. of protein. Yeah. They're, they're not bad. I think like 52 grams of carbs, maybe like two grams of fat. So like good. That's about the same as the Thomas bagels. Well, now I feel like an idiot. Because <laughs> well, I, I was really surprised. I thought that the Thomas bagels would be like, but then one day I looked at the macros on them and I was like, whoa, this isn't bad at all. I always thought that bagels were like supposed to be bad. Yeah, like, like hundreds like, of grams of carbs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's yeah. not. And it has like a decent amount of protein and like just a little bit of fat. So it's actually like good. Yeah, no, and, I like, agree. A toasted bagel is just like. Mm-hmm. So oh, good. yeah. So it's like cold out. Yeah, well, I mean, your version of cold is a little bit different than my version of cold. This but, is true. This is but true. I agree. I totally agree with you. Definitely hits good, <laughs> especially with some coffee in the morning. Just yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Got bagels. Get yourself some bagels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so coaching and stuff right now for you. Are you doing a lot of um? like in-person and remote or what does that look like for you right now? I have a few in-person and then I have quite a few remote athletes. Um, And everybody's like doing so well right now. I'm like, man, this is so awesome. Uh, I have one girl who just like PR'd her snatch for a double. And I'm like, that's like so good. (laughs) So I get like so excited. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm coach, but I'm also like a mom because I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're doing so good, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did you find it hard to uh, sort of like keep coaching and stuff like that while you were um, at the camp or just when you travel in general, like to competitions and stuff? Is that something that you... So I... This is my first time like coaching while I was traveling. And so I gave everybody a heads up like before I left and let them know that like, cause I respond to their uh, lifts and stuff like the same day, but I let them know that like my time was changing a little bit and that I was going to be at camp, but that I would still get back to them. So they kind of knew what to expect. Cause I didn't want to be like, just I wasn't trying to ghost them or anything or like, you know, have them wonder like what was going on. So I gave them a heads up and everybody was like super understanding and like they would send their videos. And then just whenever the team had like downtime, I would, you know, do my best to like respond to everybody and and stuff like that. So it, it actually went really smooth and I'll do the same. Like when I go to the Arnold, I just made sure that everyone had their programming, you know, everyone, like no one had any questions about what they were supposed to do or anything like that. And then got back to them whenever we had downtime. So I'll do the same with like the Arnold and everything, let them know ahead of time. 
That's really good. Uh, how are you feeling about the Arnold? I'm excited. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm like really excited. So this is my first meet as like a masters. Like I'm like as a masters lifter. Like I oh, like, I didn't know that. Like I'm not lifting. Like I guess it works. Like I had to upgrade my membership to a masters membership. For seeing you have to pay five dollars more for being what? Old. Thanks a lot. <laughs> like this wasn't bad enough. You're gonna charge me extra. <laughs> I'm just Don't masters like in other areas of life usually get discounts? I feel like we're yeah, getting like what the hell? That's bananas. <laughs> this is not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> in fact, I should get fifty dollars off my membership. Thank you. Yeah, like I'm doing my best to even be here right now. Like. <laughs> That's awesome. I made it. Come on, man. So when you um, compete as a masters, do you get to compete in open and as a master? Okay, cool. Yeah, I believe depending on the meet. So like at the Arnold and I think at finals and stuff like that, you can compete as in the open division, but I believe you still qualify for like masters stuff. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yep. I believe that's how it works. Uh, we're gonna find out <laughs> but then at like nationals and stuff like that you'd still just be open yeah because they yeah. do, do they nationals have like a separate they have like a master's nationals but i don't think right. that they have like a master's division in nationals since they have like an entire so separate thing for that right okay that makes sense um and did you see how uh we're no longer like at the arnold venue have you competed at the Arnold before? No, and I was so excited because I'm like, oh, this is going to be so great. Like, it's my first time doing it. It's going to be so fun. And they're like, man, you're not even going to be able to compete there. It's like, cool. I feel like the Arnold, the way the venue is set up for weightlifters has changed every year since, like, 2018. Because 2018 they had uh, – oh, excuse me, maybe 2019. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But they had like the competition venue and the training venue at the Arnold Expo. So it was really yeah. easy for weightlifters to be able to train and stuff. And then um, obviously with 2020, things got really messed up. But they had the training venue for the weightlifters was the Rogue, uh, like yeah. uh, Rogue's HQ, which That's is cool. Saying, but right, it's it like so far away it's so far if removed you from try everything. to get uh airbnb or whatever close to the venue then it's like you're having to travel you know a, a far amount of time to just to get to you know the training facility so it kind of sucks either way like right you're screwed no matter what and now this year they oh and then obviously 2021 didn't happen but this year now it's we're in a completely different venue completely removed yeah. from it was separate, like completely separate. But I think the rogue stage is going to be at the Arnold expo. So for like the couple of sessions that are going to be like the rogue sessions, the sh yeah, the showcase is yeah. going to make it such a fucking nightmare for coaches and athletes who have to be there. And then yeah. also have athletes like, what is, what is going on? I don't understand it. <laughs> I think it was because I think they had to switch everyone to the different venue because there were so many people that signed up. 
that I don't think there was enough yeah. space, maybe. Have you That's looked at I... the start? Have you seen the start list yet? There's like O sessions. <laughs> yes. And six freaking platforms. Six. <laughs> I think at the last Arnold, there were maybe four. And then the only other uh, weightlifting meet that I've seen that had more than four platforms was Daytona. There was an AO3. I was in there. Daytona Beach. Yeah, I did that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that had five. And that was too much. Yeah. And so, so now we're going to have six. and Well, technically seven with the rogue stage. This is bananas. Yeah, it's going to be insane. I believe there is a shuttle. So we have that going for us. (laughs) Oh, there's a shuttle going from the uh, competition venue to the Arnold? I think so. I would certainly hope so because otherwise, just pure craziness. Yeah. Um, Okay, but so you're going to be a master's um, but still open athlete. Um, How long do you want to... Uh, keep going forever (laughs) um I I really do want to like see like I think because I I started so late in life like in a weightlifter's like life (laughs) I started really late that I feel like I have a pretty good opportunity to like push myself and see like how far I can go like I don't I don't feel like I guess this is probably a bad week because I just got off of like a heavy week (laughs) but I'm like I don't feel like I don't like I definitely feel like there's like I have potential to like really hit like some big numbers like I don't think I've like peaked in my weightlifting career you know because I mean and for just for the fact that I, I started so late and have a really good coach <laughs> so I feel like that I'll be able to uh like I, I I think I can really like I have a big goal of like hitting a 200 total and I really think that like I could do that like just by like trying to stay healthy and like I have really good programming I have a really awesome coach like I have all these things like in my favor that like I definitely think like it's a possibility so I would yeah. like to see just how far I can get. That's really cool. I'm glad to hear it because you're awesome and you're fun to watch and you're super freaking strong. So I'm here for it. (laughs) I mean, I have a lot of questions about um, like uh, being a parent of a child on the spectrum. um, Yeah. And stuff like that. Because if you watch Christina's Instagram stories, you'll see, uh, what's her name again? Zoe. Zoe. You'll see Zoe just popping in and out um kind of almost looking like she's gonna be in the way sometimes um (laughs) uh and like especially during quarantine and stuff like that um and still continue to train as hard as you did um uh what what was that like uh well i i cried a lot um but (laughs) it was so it was so hard i had to like kind of switch my so I myself am extremely like ADD. Like I am like my brain is like all over the place. Uh, and so 
uh, with weightlifting, it's, you know, one of the struggles that I have is like focusing on one thing or like just trying not to like overthink everything. And so um, adding like me trying to focus on, you know, technical things and like, you know, not dying uh, under the barbell. And then like also like all of my kids running around, it was just a lot. So I, there were many times where I got like frustrated and like upset because I felt like I was failing at one thing or the other. Like I felt like I wasn't able to focus a hundred percent like on my weightlifting, which I wasn't like at the time. Cause like, and then I felt like I was failing as a mom because I was getting frustrated at not being able to do both. And I thought that like, I don't know, I just kind of felt like I was failing. So I had to like readjust my mindset and think like, I remember I texted Greg one day and I was like, it was like one of those days where I was like, it was like a heavy week and I was like trying to max something out. And like my daughter was like, Zoe was like walking up to me like mid lift, you know, like, and I'm trying to like PR something. And I was just like, I sent him a message and I was like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, you know, I'm really trying. And he was like, he was like, it happens. And he's like, kids are more important than weightlifting anyway. And I'm like, yeah, like, duh, you know what I mean? Like, and it was like, it really kind of like, I I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel like I was like disappointing him by like not being able to do like, you know what I'm saying? And so I kind of felt like that, but then him saying that it was like, okay, so he is human and he understands, like, he also has a child, you know what I mean? So he, he understands that like, you know, it's not the fact that I'm not trying. It's just that I'm like also a mom. So that was like comforting to know. And I think ever since then, I was like shifted my focus to, okay, like we need to make sure the kids are good, obviously. And like we do the best we can at lifting with what we're, the situation that we're ha- we have. So whether it's ideal or not, like, and nine times out of 10, like whatever situation you're in, it's like not ideal, you know, like there's always something that can kind of go wrong or you have someone who sets up to lift like, you know, two feet in front of you or you're at a meet and you're right in front of the cards table and people are walking all over the place. Like there's always something that's not like ideal. So I try to like look at it as like, okay, we do the best we can. And then also, this isn't, like, this is only making me, like, better in a sense that I'm going to be prepared, like, in the future for things to kind of, like, not be right. So this is only, like, making me better and making me a better athlete and then, like, also a better mom, you know? So it was kind of, like, I I just, like, shifted my focus as far as that goes. Um, And then there's still times where, like, like whenever the kids are out of school and you know I'm not able to get to the gym so I lift in my garage and you know they'll be out there and I'm like I tell myself like before those sessions and I'm like listen we have the kids here today like I I literally talk to myself like I'm like coaching myself and I'm like we have the kids here today we're gonna do the best that we can and like anything like that's okay like everything is okay so I'll like make sure that she's like occupied because she will just like shoom, like run right over. So I make sure that, and I have like about 
five seconds before I need to get that bar off the ground. So it's like, I get her situated, I think of my cues and I just go. And then I'm like, okay, one lift down, <laughs> no one's hurt, we're good. <laughs> like, you know, uh, but yeah, like, I think that it's, you know, I, I don't like to, uh, I don't want it to make, like, I don't want it to be like a, like a sob story or like, oh, poor me or anything like that. Or like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like complaining because like I have it hard or anything like that. But like, I do think that like dealing with all the things that I, I deal with like on a daily basis has kind of like turned me into like a better athlete, so to speak. Because like this morning, uh, Zoe doesn't like co the cold. She, or she doesn't like to wear jackets in the cold. It's like a sensory thing. Uh, and she doesn't like to wear pants. Well, it's like 38 degrees here this morning. Uh, and so I could either put pants on her. Like she just wants to wear a skirt. Not that she's going in her underwear. I should right. clarify that. Uh, That's fair. But <laughs> uh, I put pants on her and she screamed for like an hour. Like it was the end of the world. And I had a choice to make. Either I could take her in her pants to school and have her upset, right? Or I could just let her wear the skirt. And I chose to let her wear the skirt, you know, uh, because I feel it's important to like pick your battles. And you know what? If she wants to wear a skirt to school in 38 degree weather, let her do it, you know? And I kind of like let those things go. But like, it's like stuff like that where you're like, you know, you, your morning's already hectic and you have a lot going on. You have two other kids, three dogs. You're trying to get your shit together. Um, and, you know, it's like your daughter's crying for an hour over wearing pants. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, it, like on days when you have like heavy days or like say you have a, a competition the next day, you know, it's like, it's a lot. Uh, but I, I think that I just, I think being able to deal with like that kind of like stress and stuff, I kind of, I feel like it kind of helps me because it puts things into perspective and like when things are like at a competition i'm like wow like all i have to do is lift here yeah you know it's like this is not the end of the world like all i have to do is lift like that's all i have to do and that's like something that recent that i've like kind of i've like grown into you know you know so it's a lot though. Like it's, it's a lot, but I definitely think it makes me better. That's awesome. Um, yeah. How old is Zoe? Zoe is seven. Okay. So se seven year old, which is already chaotic enough. And then all these other factors on top. I just wanted to clarify because you're a badass. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm blown away by you every time I hear these stories and every time uh, I get to see you and um, yeah, you're just awesome. Um, I just want to make sure I said that you're great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, there's there wasn't really anything else I wanted to um, 
ask you is there uh anything else that you wanted to say i would like to say that uh it was really fun training with greg like in person and like i always knew like that he was like a cool guy like i knew he was like a cool guy but man he is such a good freaking coach like he's a perfect uh combo first of all he always knows the right thing to say i feel like like whether it's like what the hell is that or if it's like a joke or like you know what i mean like in the moment like that you have to be really good to be able to do that like he yeah. is like you know like he he always knows just the right thing to say like anytime i'm beating myself up over a lift like he just always knows the right thing to say and like it was so cool being able to train with him uh, in person and also watch him coach like other people from a coaching perspective, like trying to learn to be a better coach and, and stuff like that. It was really awesome watching him coach, uh, coach other people and kind of see, and Amy too, like watching her like coach people and like being able to learn from them. It was like a really cool experience. Yeah, it's really fascinating seeing how one coach can have seemingly like seven or eight different like coaching personalities, right? Um, because some people need a little bit more intensity. Some people need to be joking around. Um, I remember uh, the first time I like saw that was uh, at Nationals in 2019. Um, and he was coaching um, Jocelyn Forrest. And mm -hmm. the whole time, the entire two hours that she was lifting was just those two, like, giving each other shit the whole time. <laughs> From start to finish, just the whole, the whole experience was just, like, giving each other shit. But then Lily was, I think Lily was either in the same session or the session right afterwards. And it was entirely different. There was just a little bit more calm. There was like, hey, everything's cool. Everything's chill. Like, just right. do the things. So it's just really interesting to see that. And I am uh, and I imagine seeing it um, in a training environment is uh, even more so because uh, there's just more, more things going on, right? In competition, he's not trying to fix things. He's trying to, like, get you to do the most that you can do on that day. Um, but, like, in training, like, you're – working on fixing things so there's like this there's a more of a active role in like yeah. coaching. i'm not saying that coaching at competitions passive because it's definitely not but it's just different right yeah um so yeah no i agree um well like, yeah i've also like i know this because i i mean obviously like <laughs> okay <laughs> He wanted to say hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, like I coming because like I wanted to watch and see. Obviously, I want to be like a, a better, you know, a better coach and, you know, see what I can do to improve in, in that sense. And uh, the way he is able to like watch someone live, um, you know, correct them and then be able to like I mean, obviously he's had like a lot of practice in his like, his internal clock. Like he's like, re like he knows like when people are lifting, like he's like on it. Um, 
it's just like so cool to like watch and like how he can switch from each athlete like you said like how everyone kind of needs something a little different um but also like depending like sometimes even from lift to lift or like from day to day like he's tough in a sense that he you know he he expects more like if he expects a lot from you or like like he'll say that was better but you can do even better than that type thing Mm -hmm. um and then some days when he's like i mean because like there were a couple times a couple times where i was like i'm just like i think i'm like done he like i you know like i and he was like i'm happy with that like you did this you did you know that like that was good and then so it was like He's just such a good balance, which I, I think is a very hard, from what I've seen, like in the coaching world, I feel like there's not a lot of that. Like being able to adjust from person to person or from lift to lift or from day to day, like depending on like really being in tune with your athlete, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like some people are like, this is the way I am. And then like, as a coach, this is the way I am all the time, no matter what. And it's like, I have, but that's not really like, that's not really productive all the time. Like that doesn't, you know. Right. Different people. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say different people need different things. Um, Right. Different athletes uh, respond to things differently. Uh, And it's like, if, if someone has like a crazy hard day on Wednesday, you know, the like expectation for, Friday might change. So it's like, you know, like being able to kind of understand that and, you know, that kind of thing. So he's just, he's awesome. Yeah. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Just different experience. Like this past couple of weeks have been really uh, just tough on me, like in general, just life stuff. Um, And like, I wanted to push forward and like, start the new cycle and everything and he was just like nah i think you need to just take another week of like a back off week and then we'll start again and just like it's like ah fine but then like day one of the like back off week i was just i couldn't barely move and i was like okay yeah so he uh yeah just he don't it, don't question like yeah, he knows what the fuck he's doing it. yep exactly yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah he's really good and he's and like you said he's very like uh, i think there's a lot of uh and maybe it's just the way he portrays himself um, on um, like social media and stuff, but uh, this sort of like hardened um, yeah. and like, like um, this like tough, but that's not the right word. Just like this hardened kind of like jerk. And he's not at all. Like he's a he's very so understanding, nice. very yeah. sarcastic and funny guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad that you talked a bit about that because it's true. And I, I don't think a lot of, um, a lot of people really get to see that or understand it. So, right. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, uh, where can people find you? I'm just on Instagram. Uh, at Mrs. Richard 64. That's me. Cool. <laughs> um, are there any, uh, people you want to shout out like, um, like working in gravity or anything like that? Taylor's awesome as a working as a coach for working against gravity. Um, yeah, she's great, man. And also, like working against gravity, like the whole thing is just awesome. Yeah, uh, I've been really happy with them. 
Um, yeah. And in, in Florida, I have a physical therapist who's like amazing. Uh, her name's Delilah. So if you're in the Florida and Jacksonville um, area, North Florida, uh, she's amazing. So she's Samsung Physical Therapy and she's great. So she's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Taylor's great. Uh, working's good. Gravity's cool. Um, and I think this this whole podcast has kind of been like a commercial for Catalyst Athletics. But I guess <laughs> if you listen sorry. to this, you know who it is. Yeah. But sorry, Greg and Amy are sorry. great. So go support them <laughs> too. Are. Um, I'm, uh, if you're listening to this, you probably know I'm at Barbell Stories on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, that's, that's it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on chatting. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Oh my gosh.